B is for blocks. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast, designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. And today we're going to talk about emotional blocks. What are they? Where do they come from? How do emotional blocks hinder us and how can we remove them? So I think this is a really important topic, the idea that there are these emotional barriers or blocks that can actually get between you and your partner. Yeah, and they're often unconscious blocks. And if not addressed, I think we all have them. And if not addressed, they can really prevent us from getting to that, our relationship getting to that deeper, emotional, vulnerable, trusting level. It's sort of like that idea of attachment styles, isn't it? I mean, attachment styles are the way we do things. It's an unconscious pattern of the way we do things. So a block is like an unconscious barrier that we put up in in our relationships and our relating that we have to actually bring awareness to, to understand them and then heal them, I guess. That's right. So we all have them, but where do they come from? Yeah, that's good good point where do they come from because you know blocks could come from um past relationships it could come from childhood it could come from fear i think a lot of them are based on fear and lack of like we might fail or get rejected Mm, rejection is huge isn't it Mm. that really does make a big difference to people's lives that's right so, yeah, negative experiences we've had in past relationships can form these blocks. We Nobody wants to get hurt and so we have that fear of, you know, that we're going to get hurt again. And we know that from scientific research that when we get heartbroken, it's like physical pain. So it can really make us apprehensive to go to that vulnerable level and get deeper in a relationship. Which makes a lot of sense because nobody wants to actually be physically hurt, same as we don't want to be emotionally hurt. And when something has happened to us, we're going to do everything possible to stop that from happening again, aren't we? Well, quite often our previous experience of relationships and everyone has them. So we have experienced them in probably every relationship we've had. Can you give an example? My one probably that comes up for me is not feeling like I know the full truth and that I guess is an, a trust block. So if I don't feel like I someone is being 100% transparent with me, which was one relationship I had in the past, didn't really know um, the this person had a particular secret for a long, for years. And I think that not, knowing you always know when you don't know the full story you can always sense that and people can kind of tell you it's not that they're lying to you but they're not telling you everything and if you're in a relationship with someone you know that so I think that is a block for me if I feel like I don't know the full story and someone's not being 100% transparent 
or I'm hearing half a story. I know that. And so I think that is uh, an emotional block for me because that's a bit of a trust one. So an emotional block for me would be a pattern that's started when I was young and my mum would always overreact to everything. It got to the point where I was very wary of saying if something happened, if I got into trouble at school, if I got into a fight, if I even wasn't feeling great, um, then I wouldn't be able to tell her because she would overreact to that and then it would turn it into something worse or something bigger and it'd be a big disaster. And I think she didn't know how to take that, that she would feel challenged by you know her son feeling emotions. So I learned to just sort of suppress that and then I was in a couple of relationships where when I wanted to sort of express where I was at, that person would overreact and it would take me back to that same instance with my mum. So I just stopped expressing exactly how I felt. You know, I'd have to keep on suppressing it. it would, I'd feel safer if I just suppressed it. So there's a block there. Even talking about it, I can actually feel that emotion in my body. I can feel that in my gut and feeling a little bit like, oh, you know, oh, that, that, that um, tenseness and that anxiety that would come up with that overreaction and not knowing where it would go then. Thankfully, in this relationship with the two of us, you don't overreact. That block that I had with worrying that there'd be an overreaction isn't there. And I've had to sit with that. So the more, you know, something might happen and you're, you're so emotionally stable in that space that you don't overreact and allows me to breathe and settle into it and even work towards moving that block out to to see that that's not relevant in this moment, in this present moment. I don't have to worry about that. So as a male mentor that works with a lot of men and boys and those who identify as male, do they continually suppress them because that's an easier way to live? And really growing up taught that it's wussy, you know, it's weak. So they tend to suppress their block. How do you find that? Yeah, I feel that you actually nailed it. Those who identify as male, when they are called upon to express their emotions, are unlikely to because they feel weak or emasculated. If they have these emotions that they see as feminine, the emotions that they might show are things like, you know, it might show happiness, mm. but if they're going to show an emotion, we tend to go to anger. Mm. Emotions, which we all feel like sadness or fear, we would steer away from because those who identify as male in general don't feel that they can express those hide these emotions or withdraw because they feel they have to be self-reliant they've got to provide it's not appropriate for some men like myself we've had emotionally distant fathers fathers who weren't there so there's been no example there's been no good example so mm. they've been physically and emotionally distant men who have never expressed feelings or even affection who have suppressed it how we've seen these men, the men around us, express themselves or not express themselves has been our modelling. Because we don't feel like we can express these emotions and we see emotions like sadness or fear maybe as a feminine emotion or one that is a negative one for us, then the way we cope with it can be very different than those who identify as female. Generally reach out and ask for support where we'll withdraw distract ourselves with our work or games or sport and 
we behave more recklessly or we consume more alcohol or drugs so we look look for ways to not to deal with that emotion because yeah. dealing with that emotion is going to somehow emotionally hurt or even bring up physical hurt in us mm. i think we can look at the fact that you know there are those who identify as female as well who do this that we end up feeling this as humans we feel a greater sense of isolation this becomes health issues in our body. Don't know how to communicate as well because we haven't resolved this emotional stuff in yeah, ourselves. Such high rates of depression and anxiety and all those kind of mental, emotional health problems that we see in society. Mm. And this is from, you know, having blocked and not being able to express them. When we're in a relationship, they really come up as well. Oh, they do. And that's the beauty of it. With your partner, you can you can grow. We all have this. This is normal to have blocks. But with the right partner, if you can hold space for each other, you can actually grow from this and become a really strong unit. So how do we remove these emotional blocks then? It seems unacceptable to be vulnerable and show your weak side. Personally, from my experience, um, when your partner shows, opens up to you and shows that vulnerable side of themselves instead of the angry, aggressive, distracted side that doesn't want to talk to you or open up, when they show the other side, then that's a beautiful thing and that just draws you closer and it's so appealing. And do you feel that when they are vulnerable to you, that allows for more dialogue? Absolutely. When you when they express those softer emotions, uh, we in society sometimes, obviously sometimes people that identify as male view that as a weakness, but is so appealing to see that side of people and it does open up more dialogue. I do see when you're vulnerable to me that it brings us closer because it shows that you're willing to really put yourself out there for the relationship, to not just hold back to say what you really want, but in a really gentle and loving way maybe this is a way that we can better move through blocks it's like the difference between rock and water isn't it when we show our vulnerability when we show our vulnerable side then we allow ourselves to flow more like water towards each other rather than come up hard against each other with a rock or a block i have to be careful not to get into that mindset that we think when we be vulnerable they're not going to like what they hear they're going to think less of us about all our insecurities that come up. But in fact, it's a beautiful thing to show your vulnerable side and it definitely draws you closer. Yeah, it also builds trust. Absolutely. Because if you can show your vulnerable side to your partner and they can hold it, they can accept it, and this is for those who identify as male or female, it means that you can build a deeper trust because we allow ourselves to hold that in each other. In general, I think we all have to learn how to be more aware of the sensations in our body when we are feeling an emotion. So the emotions always expresses somewhere in our body. Mm. When we feel into that and go, okay, I'm feeling this, where is it? Then it allows us to sort of maybe understand that emotion more. It's not, we're not suppressing it anymore. We're feeling into being it. Being more self-aware. Yeah, being more self-aware. What tip would you give in I, this space? I think it takes practice. Mm -hmm. It's not something that will come naturally, to, mm. but if we practice feeling our emotions, so feeling when something comes up for you, rather than to go, oh, it's something else, it's somebody else's fault, and look externally, mm. is to go internally and say, okay, what is that? What is that feeling? Why do I feel like that? 
where is it in my body? Sort of being able to express how that is, like put words to that. What does it feel like to be able to express it to your partner, to be vulnerable with your partner? And that's as simple as, you know, you give yourself permission to be human. If you give yourself permission to be human, then you can have emotions like everybody else. You own the emotion. Own the emotions. We're not superheroes. You know, we don't just go in and do our work and be in that space in the world. Like I think there's a real sense of just being all about our head and what we think about and our hands and what we can do rather than our heart and what we can feel. We actually need to combine all those three things together to be whole. And there's probably people out there have a partner that they feel that if they bring something up, it's going to end up in a fight or there's going to be an overreaction. What would you suggest for those people? That's a really good question. I think the conversation about being more vulnerable has to happen outside of an emotional space. Mm -hmm. You can't suddenly have this discussion when there's all these other things going on. It's sitting down and having a conversation with your partner and saying, hey, I want for us to be closer. I want this relationship Mm. to grow. I need to learn how to express myself better Mm. because this will make us closer but also help me to be able to let go of those things. When we have an emotional block and someone is willing to sit with us and witness us and allow us to be vulnerable about it and express it, I think it allows that block to actually dissolve. Mm. It, it just sort of can break up. And I know when I'm able to speak with you about what's happening with me and you just sit there and you hold it and you don't overreact firstly, but you don't try and take over it or you don't try and make it about you you just hear it as this is how I'm feeling that allows me to just go oh that feeling's okay and when that feeling's okay then I don't really need to hold on to it anymore so it's owning it and asking for help yeah asking the way for to support. approach it ask for support and yeah. you might but not prior feel- to having that conversation about what the block is definitely you might not feel like you can have this this discussion with your partner and you might contact a counseling service or a mentor or professional support in some way to start learning how to do that if you go and see someone who's trained in this you can actually start that process of learning how to have these conversations and express yourself which you can then take into the relationship and continue i really liked your point that i think if you go into a conversation with the intention being to be closer to your partner and make it stronger that is always going to work to your advantage and that'll soften the conversation because that's ultimately as a couple what you want to just keep getting stronger and closer a really healthy habit is set aside time daily even if it's 15 minute walk 20 minute walk or just a quick conversation about your day and how you're feeling and just to always create time because sometimes life's so busy with kids and work and all sorts of things that the relationship unfortunately can be on the back burner or come last but I think it's just making time to sit down for half an hour and having a chat and opening that space up more for communication. It's a good way to to find those emotional blocks and deal with them when we're constantly speaking with each other and expressing how we feel. We talked about it from a masculine perspective, how about from a feminine perspective? 
in society it's more acceptable to be vulnerable as a woman and cry and a lot of women do it and they'll go have coffee and they'll chat about what's going on for them but they actually won't chat with their partner yes it's talk therapy but it's actually not healing the block with your partner in a relationship because you're chatting to somebody else and you really need to be talking to your partner and move through it together because it's all about relationship blocks helpful as that is to have a good chat and talk therapy it's not going to move you forward like it will with your partner create that strong bond and having those tricky conversations it's challenging and it's personal growth sometimes we're scared of that and we're scared of what they're going to say and we preempt that but sometimes it's not even as bad as we think it's going to be when your partner confides in you and really is vulnerable with you it's heartwarming like it it will create this it'll create a stronger bond you you want to see that side well. it's like your kids when they um open up to you you're just like oh wow they feel like they can talk to me at last they trust me they love they me. me you know that's what we want in this episode we've talked about blocks what are they where do they come from and how do they hinder us and how we can remove them thanks for listening please listen to our next episode see us for conflict Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.